It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to the special Calgary International Film Festival edition, part two. Directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Yeah, it's a pretty good festival. Yes. I enjoyed it. Yes. We should talk about it. Yes. So with that being said, it's time to feel the rage. Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film, and we will watch it if it played anywhere in the world. Now... Let's get to talking about an amazing festival. All right. So, this is part two of two, where we're going to talk our mondos. I think there's a button for that, isn't there? But apparently not. So far, in the second half of the festival. Mondo! There we go. That sounds about right. All right. So, I might as well start, because I... Th- think, I think, but I'm not sure, I think I had a couple more Mondos than you. In the second half, I believe you did. Yes. I have four. All right. And I am son of Pencilhead, but I also, I think, have six. There you go. And these are not in any order, because I'm told, for whatever reason, when we're talking this stuff now, it doesn't make it matter. Well, no, because we're Usually everything has a list, has has an order to it, except... When Bryce says so. Well, no, but we're going to rank our top three of the festivals. So, so we're still going to have... Oh, so we get at least one list is what you're saying? Yeah, this is just a this is just a discussion of Mondos. Okay, there you go. So one that I know that is not a Mondo of yours, but it is definitely a Mondo of mine. Yes. It's called... Oh, no, maybe this is one of yours. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change it up. What? <laughs> I was going to read one out, but I'm going to change that. Okay, so, you, do, you do you. Yeah, so the film I'm going to talk about right this second, yes. which is wasn't a Mondo for Bryce, but I know he loved it, Okay, is called When Evil Lurks. That yeah, was really good. Yes. Um, let's face it. Every single country has tried to make a demon movie, but no one gets it quite as right apparently, as the Argentinians do. Mm. They had no stupid demon crackling, just good old-fashioned, juicy, bloated demons that turn an idiot and his family into a smorgasbord of gore, pus, and has a mom scooping out her child's brain and eating them as she walks down the street. Yes. And I'm like, how could this movie get any more amazing? This movie was shocking, gory, and took us places that every other demon movie was too afraid to go to. Yes. But this one said, fuck that noise. We are going to make a demon movie that is going to be fabulous. I loved every single thing about this movie. I love the fact that the main character is a dumbass and just continues to do dumb stuff. But at the same time, the demon did its job. 
best part of this movie I thought was like the sound effects, like every little squishing sound. Oh, yes. <laughs> there like... was so much good in this. Like yeah. the, and the gore, the gore is fantastic. <laughs> By the time I got to the end though, some of the gore wasn't quite as good. So it kind of lost but some of it. Beginning but... when you combine the gore with the sound that the gore is making. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> there's a scene where they're dragging this pus filled bloated <laughs> demon out on a sheet. How do you not want to see this? And movie? it's, and it's, it's oozing pus, and I don't want to say ew. Yeah. Ew is now a thing, just yeah. in case you want to know. And they're just the sounds of the squish and squash yeah, when it lands on the ground. This movie is gross, but it is so much fun. Yeah, it is indeed. Yep. All right. Uh, from there, from gross, we go to... Not so gross. Not so gross. Uh, Seven Veils. Okay. Adam McGoyne's latest shows us a slice of life in the opera world. Uh, Amanda Seyfried gives probably her most layered performance of her career. Um, I've seen her do some stuff where I'm like, okay, she can act, but this time she she took it to another level. She was so, so good in this, as was the entire castle, which a lot of them weren't like, you know, film actors. They were actually people that... Opera singers. Opera singers. So yeah, it was... uh, it was quite the uh, quite the ride, quite the eye opener, because you got to see a lot of stuff that I've never been privy to, mm-hmm. um, and I just enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, the uh, for me it was a I had real trepidation about seeing this because I'm a huge huge fan of Ken Russell's Salome's Last Dance, and it's one of my favorite films in my top hundred, I would say. Um, so I was kind of afraid that you know seeing Adam McGoyne doing um, it's not a version no, at all no. like so so right away when I knew that I was I was like okay I shouldn't have had any doubt though because Adam yeah. McGoyne um, he's been knocking he's, it out of the park he for a just, while here yeah and we're going to probably talk about him uh, in an cu- upcoming episode for sure um, yeah this film it 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 transcends a play and opera and a film, and it creates this layered upon layered film of dread and horror and tr- childhood turmoil that is brilliant and just allowed us to see a different, unique experience for film. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a completely unique experience. Yeah, it, it's not, it's. I mean, there's kind of films we've, that we've have had kinda, like plays yeah. within a movie with you know, yeah, like even Asteroid City earlier this year, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a weird abstract way, yeah, <laughs> had a similar concept, yeah. But this but is, but this was just so good. This one's more linear too, like it's it is. very, yeah. And, and you know, the greatest thing about this is we got a Q and A with Adam McGoyan after it, and he is just the gentlest, kindest, nicest person you would ever meet, and he's just open to talking about not just his film. But any film, like afterwards, we were able to bump into him. Yeah, he was he was literally about to get on the escalator, but Jim tackled him and <laughs> had, a, had a little conversation. And he had a good role. He knew and how to take was, a hit. And so. he, yeah, he did. And he uh, and he was you know he he wasn't blowing us off. He he sat there and talked with us as long as we wanted to talk. Yeah, it was it was cool. Well, the thing that was even cooler about it was yeah, someone that was like you know we got to go, and he's like yeah whatever I'm talking. He's like here. I'm talking to this guy who <laughs> apparently knows about Salome <laughs> yeah. because. When people put their hands up, not a lot of people know know the um, the story mm-hmm. from from him. So, yeah. So yeah, he even showed me that Ken Russell had some lost film footage, um, and shared his phone with me. So there yeah. we go. We had a made a moment in time. Yeah, this movie. I love this movie. Nice. All right. Well, 
Um, this is a movie I have a feeling it is on Bryce's list. It's called Evil. And this was, I was originally going to talk about this because we had a lot of evil. We did. Uh, in this festival. But evil does not exist. No? No. Oh. Apparently not. Huh. Uh, visuals, visuals in this will captivate you from the opening and bookend shot of the forest. And between this is a slow, quiet, unassuming community living with nature and respecting all that the earth provides. And then glamping happens. Or yes. at least what glamping represents. Mm. Capitalizing douchebags. This film will have you processing every shot and emotion you feel years after seeing it. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Like, this is a movie I will watch again and again. But in the meantime, it has a perfect ending to a film that you will not know what is going to happen right up until the very last breath of this film. See what I did there? Yes. Yeah, this film was was so, so good. Yeah, d director Rasuke Hamaguchi showed that uh, Drive My Car was no fluke. <laughs> yes, um, no anomaly, man. You know, this was, an, this was such, it's a slow burner. It's absolutely hypnotizing cinema. And as you mentioned, I mean, long after these final credits roll, you are still going to be thinking about this movie. Yeah. I'm still running over, yeah, you know, it images doesn't... and scenes. And it sneaks up on you, and it's just, it's... Just so good. I think because there's a lot that isn't said, but it is said. So it's like, it, it'll it talk to you in different ways, I think, when you see this film. But that you're not going to come out of this like a lot of people after the film were talk, came running over to talk to us about it. No. And they're like, what did you take from that? What did you take from this? I'm yeah. like, just absorb it. Like, don't don't even try and filter it through. It It's just it's just that good. It is indeed. Um, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, touch upon one real quick that I'm pretty sure you don't have on your list. But what? Blaga's Lessons. That's um, right. It's is, not on my list. It's not. It's it's a gem of a movie though. This Bulgarian-Germany co-production shows us how circumstance can turn a good person into a criminal. And when I when I was watching it initially, you know, something it's one of those deals where a lot of people are like, how could that ever happen to someone? Well, this this kind of shows how that could happen to someone, especially when you're in a time of grief and you're not thinking quite mm -hmm. straight. You know, stuff happens. And uh, the way she handles it, it's probably not the way she should have handled it. But, you yeah. know, it is what it is. Yeah, and, you know, but don't get is, me wrong. It I, is a, and it has a devastating ending. Absolutely devastating I, ending. I thought it was a happy ending myself. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought it was absolutely yeah, happy. Okay. <laughs> But you know what? I, I did really like this film, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying yeah. I didn't like this film. I really liked it. Um, I and just, she was tremendous. She was she was tremendous. That's, like, I want to go back and see her entire catalog yeah. because she's brilliant, yeah. the lead in this. But, yeah, I, I didn't love it as much as you. I, I, I found some of the pacing what, was a little off for me. It, and and I, always, I always... a little bit I, for me. I got to admit, any movie where they're casting someone that's, like, over 65 in it... It already the, moves up five character, points. It's hard not to support that. Well, I'm not. But, hey, I'm supporting same, it. People I know, I know, no, I'm movie. just saying. But at the same time, when they give this type of performance, and you, just like your 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 lady last week with the woman on the roof or whatever. I mean, a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Whatever. <laughs> last week, a couple of years last ago. Week, same difference. Last year, I said. <laughs> at any rate, it's just it's. Like some of these senior actors have so much to give, oh, yeah. and if they're they're in the right script, I mean they yeah. can, 
she was just awesome in it. But yeah, in fact, we're not going to talk about the film, and I won't even mention the film in in our uh, mondos here. But there was a elderly actor that I'm we're going to talk about on our list in a in a couple months or a couple episodes. So get ready for that. Um, just bringing her back and watching her in a film that we've seen recently. Maybe if maybe Bryce knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was a good film. I think people should see Blaga's Lessons. And I think, didn't you tell me it's um, Bulgaria's uh, put forward for the Academy or something? Yeah, it's, I believe it is. Yeah, Blaga's Lessons is uh, Bulgaria's uh, uh, submission to the Oscars. So Nice. Yep. All right. Uh, one that I know I liked a little bit more than you uh, was Immediate Family. So imagine I loved finally... It. Yeah, no, you just didn't love it as much as me. That's true. So imagine finally getting to meet the session musicians from every album that's ever been made since 1970. Well, through <laughs> 1990. But they are so funny, long. amazing people yes. who are humble and just a great, great time to be around. Yeah. With for almost two hours. Okay, so maybe they didn't make all of the music in session musician from but they pretty much worked they, with every single lot. artist uh this it's what i liked about they, this they, film they picked up where the wrecking crew left off yeah exactly and actually that's the isn't that the name of their no the immediate family is their name of their band <laughs> that's right yeah so it's, it's funny that it, these are kind of artists that i didn't really think about i mean i have a lot of the albums they talked about and mm-hmm. uh, yeah it makes they me actually, want to go buy some of the albums that I don't have. Yes. That I kind of like, why don't I own that Jackson Brown album? Yeah. Why, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, for me, it was more about James Taylor and Carol yeah, and James King. James Taylor, like, Carol King, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Almost made me like Don Henley's music. So it, that that was kind of a surprise for me. Yeah, it didn't go that far for me. Don, <laughs> Don Henley still sucks. <laughs> Everything he did that's not the Eagles sucks. Yeah, and see, a lot of what he does did the, with the Eagles, Eagles sucked. also sucked. Yeah, I'm not an Eagles fan. Sorry, I, I love I love some Eagles stuff. No, but don't know if I know as an a, Eagles song as a like. whole catalog. It's not as good as people make it out to be. Yeah, well, there's another argument we can get in with people, but I had a smile on my face this whole film. I think that, like, for me, that was the measurement stick. Like, there's there's some issues I think with the film. It does get a bit draggy at the end. But because I had a smile on my face the entire film from the characters that they are, I just, I love this film. I thought it was amazing. One more thing about the Eagles. I think Dennis Leary said it best. Okay, what did he say? You got, I got two words for you when it comes to the Eagles. I can't say the middle word because it's a swear. I'll fill it in. Joe. Fucking. Walsh. There you go. That, he was the only good thing <laughs> exactly. in the Eagles. Yeah. And his solo career was great. I yeah. love Joe Walsh. Yeah, I love Joe Walsh too. Anyways, I've gone on a tad. <laughs> that, that's exactly how I feel about the Eagles too. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you. Over to you, buckaroo. All right. Well, I only have one Mondo left that I had. I had what? in the back half of the festival. Still a lot of good stuff. Loved a lot of movies, but only four got to Mondo because Mondo's not easy to get to. Well, I think what, just so people know... Like, they, at SIF, you rate something one to five, right? Mm-hmm. And and as you may all know, who if you listen to our podcast, that, you know, we don't always give out fives very, very easily. No. So... The fact five, that SIF had as many fives this year yeah, as it did is, is amazing. This was the most Mondos we both gave out. in the At any festival, At any probably. festival. Yeah. yeah, ever. So... Yeah. It was a- Kudos to them. And, and there wasn't very many that... 
that we're not going to talk about that made us rage. Like, there's a few that made us rage, but, you know, when you think about the number that made us rage compared to how many Mondos yeah. we gave out, there was way more Mondos. Well, a ton more Mondos. And if, when you compare it to all the movies that we went to, they were either good, great, or amazing. Yep. Over 90% of them. Yep. So. And really, that's, you know, to have that is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations Sif, for this festival for so sure probably my favorite movie of the second half of the festival ah was which the, was not the favorite of mine yeah which i don't understand well i think it's not the favorite of yours because you slept through the whole damn thing i didn't i only slept through some of it you slept through a lot of it you no. were snoring like nobody's but every time I, i'm like okay i gotta wake him up then you'd like make some snorting, snorting sound, sound and like wake yourself up with it and then you'd be awake for a few minutes and then you'd fall asleep again but i was trying to fall asleep because the movie was not exciting to me but go on tell us tell us what you loved about this movie (laughs) the best movie of the second half of the festival was undoubtedly inside the yellow cocoon shell it is a road trip movie of sorts with vietnam uh from vietnam yeah as a young man has tremendous responsibility thrust upon him through tragic circumstances His journey as he tries to find his older brother lets him reflect on his past and what is truly important in his life. I've never had a three-hour movie go by so quickly. This movie was like, I was like, I thought this was three hours long. And it was like, I. and then I I looked at the, you know, I looked at my little timekeeping device. Yep, the one that kept waking me up from my nap. And it was was three hours long and I couldn't believe it because it just flew by. It was... Just the mo- just such a beautiful, beautiful film. The two hours and 30 minutes I watched of this felt like four hours or five right. hours. I think it was actually you know, like ultimately, 30 minutes. Ultimately, you know, I watched a lot of it. I remember you were snoring a the, lot, the, man. the greatest scene in this was the chicken fight, for sure. No, it wasn't. That was, that was probably the worst scene in this. <laughs> for me, it was the best. But you know what? The, the, the thing about this is this is a movie that was made for Bryce. Like this is one of those movies that we don't see eye to eye on. I can tell you one thing, the sound in this was the best sound that's probably ever been made in a film. Like how they were able to capture the level and quality of the sound through the this film. The environment they were in. Yeah. yeah, and the environment that they're in was was truly, truly brilliant. And it is a piece of cinematic mastery. Don't get me wrong. It's just not, it wasn't for me. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm glad they played it. And I'm glad so you fully enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes, I loved it. Yep. Uh, another one for me was called Unsinkable. I was promised. Oh, the, the, I was promised. The synchronized swimming dog. That's right. I was promised elderly ladies doing synchro, but I got not only elderly ladies but also elderly men swimming. You did, which made this doubly exciting once it started rolling out. I knew nothing. I'm no the only thing I knew about synchronized swimming before I watched this was that the Canadians have won some gold medals in synchronized swimming. But it doesn't mean I knew anything about it. I still know pretty much nothing, but I did learn about how much fun a bunch of experienced people doing something they love can inspire, entertain, and make me smile for an entire documentary. I love this, and I'm not going to lie, I'm in love with Ellen and Sue. I think these two people, one of them is from Canada, so maybe there's a hope. If Viola Davis doesn't take me when my wife passes on, I can find Ellen and her. They and I will become married. I, I'm in love with her. Or uh-huh. Sue. I'm, I'm okay with either one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I freaking love this movie. All right. Who thought it? Who thought watching synchronized swimming for it two was, hours was wasn't going to be any more brilliant? But I love this. It was. It was a lot of fun. There I, was I so much it. good in this. And that one lady, she was like ninety-two years old, and no, she's she competing. Was, yeah, she's like, cool. It. It. Uh, it's really, really. It's really heartwarming. Like, there's just oh, yeah. a lot of these people. They they say in the film that synchronized swimming saved their lives. Like. For someone to say that is, um, it's really touching. Yeah. I highly recommend people see this. All right. And Bryce is not feeling. It was good. <laughs> I, I gave it a four. There you go. But you still, still don't think people should see it? As people should see it. There you go. That's awesome. Why wouldn't they see something that I gave a four? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they should probably see it if we gave it a three. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I, I recommend it. There you go. It wasn't Mondo. <laughs> All right. It was Mondo for me because I had a smile. Again, this is how I'm measuring documentaries that are heartwarming. If I had a smile for the entire movie that my cheeks hurt by the end, it's a Mondo. I had a smile for certain sections of the movie. And there were some people that kind of like, eh, I wasn't in love with them like you uh. were. One of the ones you actually mentioned I wasn't in love oh, with. Oh, Sue? She's awesome. Uh, which is Sue. Sue's the one who's kind of like the leader of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, that was a one. professional. And she was the focus. And yeah. She didn't enthrall me. Like I loved her. I thought, I thought I she thought, was amazing. Uh, you know, it's not my film, so I shouldn't yeah, say yeah. anything, but I would have focused on other things. I it would have 100% Alan. It would have been 100% Alan was good, me. and uh, that whole troop from the East Coast was awesome. Oh, from um, uh, New York, in New York. New York, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah, they, they were, were awesome. They were awesome. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It makes me want to go swimming, actually. Me and Murray are probably going to join a synchronized swimming troop now. <laughs> Good luck to you. Yeah, thanks. You can come and watch us. Uh, I don't think I my will. La my last Mondo was Werner Herzog, Radical Dreamer. Loved it. If you go to this film thinking you will know more about Werner than you already know, think again. Yeah, this is not a typical person. doc that follows a cultural icon. I mean, we get to know a bit more about him, but yeah. like most films directed by him, mm -hmm. it's weird and wonderful and fantastical and makes me want to go through his entire work again and see it all. So if I had watched this and I went, you know what? I don't want to go back and watch all the Werner Herzog films. It might not have made it to Mondo, but because of that reason and that reason alone, this, this made it for me. It was very good. There's... Anytime you just get to hear Werner Herzog talk, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's a good day. I don't know why everybody <laughs> thinks he's got a made-up made up accent. Yeah, it seems to be a theme there, right? Eh? Yeah, I mean, for me, it to me, this is the thing, is that he he, he has a very unique voice, which, which, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. What happens nowadays is so many people's voices and acting are not unique. And so when you cast them, it's like, whatever. Back in, you know, like Jimmy Stewart days and, you know, Catherine Hepburn days. Like, mm -hmm. you, you you can close your eyes and watch a movie with those two in it. And you know, like, from frame one, who's talking. Yeah. When Werner Herzog starts talking, you know it's him. Like, even on The Simpsons, you're like, he's playing somebody else that isn't Werner Herzog. But everybody knows it's him. Yeah. Like, to me, he's just created a unique character. Well, he is a unique character. I don't think he created anything. Yeah. He's brilliant. Uh, his movies are brilliant, and we'll probably be talking about him coming up in the in the near future too. This film generated some juice in me about uh, about some directors and some actors that we need to talk more about. So yeah, there's the, when they were, they were going through his films, I was like, oh, I, 
I actually hadn't seen one that I was surprised that I hadn't seen. Well, which and one was that? I Do you remember? I can't mm. remember? Was it a doc? No, or? it wasn't a doc. I've seen almost all the docs. Yeah. In fact, I've seen all the docs. Um, and I've seen probably half of his early stuff there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't <laughs> seen it all. Kinski, man. Yeah, Kinski. Was Kinski just, just makes everything yeah, better. So I need to, I need to get... I think my, we have to I talk about Klaus Kinski, Kinski too, actually. I gotta get actually. my Kinski on here <laughs> yeah. soon, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, we might have to have a Warner Herzog Film Festival. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing to me. There you go. All right, so this brings us to the point where we're going to talk about our three favorite films of the festival, and I have one runner-up just because I have to, had to slip it in there. I ended up with two runners-up. Oh, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to have to do that. Well, then, then I'm like, going to throw in a runner-up, too. Well, so you can you go, go first so I can figure out what that one is. All right, well, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give my two runner-ups, and you can give your two runner-ups. So that, All right, and good. Anyways, my, my honorable mentions or runner-ups or whatever you want to call them because, you know, it's not a top five list, top three, but I've made it a top five by having honorable mentions. Um, of course the, you have. The Teacher's Lounge. Um, just love this movie. We saw it pretty early on and it still stays with me. And the one I just talked about, uh, or we just talked about evil does not exist. Uh, Hamaguchi is a master. And the fact that he didn't make my top three just shows you how good a festival this was this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so teacher's lounge also was one of my runner ups. Yeah. Uh, this film, I, I can't, I can't put across to everybody that's listening how intense this film is and how something that seemed, I don't know, maybe not minor so much, but got blown so out of proportion yeah. by the fact that, that everybody well, did the wrong thing. Yeah, it's like so, so so many cases in life, you know, if you just would talk to each other at the start, you yeah. might not go to this point. Yeah, and but, talk in a way that maybe yeah. made more sense, right? So, you know, with, with everything that's now politically correct in the world about, you know, people's privacy and things like this, it's now... It's like, I'm sorry, people are stealing. If I want to film somebody stealing out of my purse, I shouldn't be criticized for it. Like, no, oh, you're... Sorry, no, you're, I'm the criminal? No, I'm a criminal because I'm I'm photo, like, recording somebody red-handed red -handed stealing my shit. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. This film is fantastic. If you get, I hope this comes out in major release. You know, we're going to have a huge gap of uh, films that haven't been made in Hollywood in the last year unfortunately, but uh, maybe that means we're going to see the teacher's lounge again. Uh, and my other one was when evil lurks, ah, yes. which, which I you, freaking you love this love movie. This movie. Yes. It's the, it's the best. It's probably the best I horror movie I've seen in lot. years. It's probably the best horror movie I've seen in years. It was good. It was demon tastic. There was lots of squishy sounds. There's lots I liked of squishy. It. And you know what? I, I've said it once. I've said, I'll say it a thousand <laughs> and, times. And if a, you've got just a one mom, of the dumbest protagonist, <laughs> the dumbest protagonist that does the dumbest things, and but it's believably just, dumb. But believably dumb. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of like, dude, why did you even do that? Like, like, yeah, that makes sense. That it's make, you. It's you because you're a dumbass. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, if you're gonna have a mom, you know, mom demon walking down the street eating your kid's brain, like, like she's scooping out popcorn as she's watching a movie <laughs> this is horror people this is what real horror looks like all right all right so what's your number three my number three is monster all right and mine monster was number two for me yes so my number three was fallen leaves fallen leaves yeah that was like the first thing we saw yeah it was the very first movie we saw yeah, and it was so good it's so 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 good and i think mostly like i don't 
you know me, I'm not a big fan of comedies, but when they're this good, yeah. and I'm also, to me, this was, I said, I think I said it before, this one was like the Amelie of right. of German or Finnish uh, oh. cinema. I came out of that screening. It was the first thing we saw, and I was like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine the festival living up to this film, this film and then... Boom, it's not even on my top five. Yep, no, that's my number three. And I, I loved it. I mean, I yep. really love this yeah, I know. film. All right. Uh, so my number, I don't, we're kind of doing number this two. weird now, but number two, Inside the Yellow Cocoon Shell. I just talked about it. It's just an amazing movie from Vietnam. Um, it just washes over you and three hours goes by like nothing. Should have gone by for like nothing for you too, because you yeah, slept no, through the whole thing. It, when I would wake up, it still seemed to last too long. Yeah, it was. It's so good. If you get a chance to check it out, check it out. It's so good. Although I don't know that it'll have the same effect. Not in a cinema. I, yeah, I, watching you had to watch this in cinema with a really good sound. Yeah, to, to fully enjoy it and not don't watch it if you're tired. Uh, that's what I would say. Mm. Or why I I was tired going into it and I perked right up. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's because this is a movie that was made 100% for you. The, the director of this film said, you know what I haven't made this year is a movie that is just for Bryce. <laughs> and then enough. he did. And that's why we... That's I'm why not going to say it. that it wasn't made for me, but I think it was made for other people. No, well. mostly you. Uh, okay, so my number one, no surprise, is 20,000 Species of Bees. Yes. This film affected me in ways that I never thought I could be affected again after I was affected... In a similar way in the movie Flea a few years ago. So, yeah, this movie, I think, I still think anybody that that is questioning or doesn't understand trans rights should watch this film. Absolutely. And the people on the one side that are, like, stupid and idiotic and judgmental, if they watch this, maybe they'll change their perspective. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And my number one is the latest from Wim Wenders, Perfect Days. Um, Jim didn't get a chance to no, see I this No, I did one. not. And I'm sad. I will get to see it. But it is just an amazing, amazing film. Just shows the sl just a little slice of life of your average Joe in Japan cleaning toilets. And man, <laughs> it sounds like, how is this good? No, this isn't good. This is amazing. This, this <laughs> film... I will watch this over and over again throughout my lifetime. I love this. This isn't one of those ones where, oh, that was really good, but I'm never going to watch it again. No, yeah, this yeah. Is, that was really good, and I want to experience this film as often as I can. At some point, I will probably own it. I will have some sort of hard copy of it so that I've always got it. We're going to bury you with I it. I love, love, love Perfect Days. Um, the soundtrack, the, the mood, the just everything. It's so funny. It's so heartbreaking. It's just... It's so, so good. Nice. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us for SIF this year. Yeah. And um, I hope that everyone gets a chance to go and at least take a look at their website, uh, which is at SIF Calgary, C-I-F-F Calgary, spelled C-A-L-G-A-R-Y dot C-A. And see the films that... Yeah, go that, check out what they played. Yeah. And you know what? If it comes to your, you know, somehow gets to you or a festival's you know, opens up near you yep. that, that has some of these films. I mean, we've given you some suggestions and I think uh, you should partake. You missed out on SIF this year, but you know what? Maybe in future years, you'll make it out here. You'll say hi. Yeah. We'll, we'll be around. Yeah, we're going to be there the whole time. 
some of us will be sleeping in cinemas sometimes, some of us not. There you go. We're old. <laughs> Bryce slept through that first half. I slept a couple of times in the second half. So ah. <laughs> it just shows our age. Well, when you watch 40 films, it's it, not if easy. The film to, was truly good. My eyes per- I perked up right away. Hence, you know, inside the yellow cocoon. Chair. Yeah. And that's a great way for us to end. Well, thanks, super thanks to the Calgary International Film Festival for allowing us to work with them as part of the media team for the festival. Find us on social media everywhere at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public, Or you can send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Now, please go check out SIF Calgary and their website, SIFCalgary.ca. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. We will be back with another sort of regular episode for Wednesday. Now, get out and see some films in cinema. And, as always, Ray John. Ray John.